anointed father supreme God the king of glory the all sufficient God God in his own class the owner of the heavens and the earth and the fullness thereof behold we your people are in your presence praising and worshiping you declaring your majesty oh God please meet us all at the point of our needs because in your, in your presence there is fullness of joy and at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore may we all depart into our different homes with your pleasures Holy Spirit please continue to help us as we worship this great God in Jesus name we pray give somebody a hard high five and say welcome to the presence of the Lord welcome to the presence of the Lord Amen Amen How do you see the choir? Thank you so very much. The band, thank you so very much. Thank you so very much. I, I welcome you to the presence of the Lord. And um, those of us are worshiping in a different location, I, I say welcome to his presence. Um, today we, we are going to hear the word of God and we will also commit the word of God into our lives uh, in the place of prayer, okay? I will be taking my Bible reading this morning from Job 14. I will read from verse 7 through to 9. Job 14 from verse 7 through to 9. For there is hope of a tree if it be cut down that it will sprout again and that the tender branch thereof will not cease though the root thereof was old in the earth and the stalk thereof die in the ground yet through the scent of water it will bird and bring forth Bows like a plant. The title of this morning's message is It is not over for you. Uh, it is prophetic. I say it is not over for you. The Bible describes the tree and the nature of the tree is so unique cut it down. Even when the root is old, the Bible says, at the scent of water, it will sprout again. You will sprout again in the name of Jesus. Trees are faced with all manner of challenging weather condition 
And the reason they live on is because of their formation. Praise the Lord. You see, inside the ground where a tree is, there are two key elements concerning the tree. Element number one is what is called the fibrous roots. And the second is called the tap root. Whilst the fibrous roots branch all over the ground, the tap root grows vertically deep into the ground. And that is why, brethren, it doesn't matter the weather condition surrounding the tree. It will sprout because the tap root had gone deep into the ground vertically to a surrounding where there is moisture and where it can assess the resource of survival, which is called water. Praise the Lord, somebody. I pray for you that you will survive every weather that comes your way. Now, just as water is to the tree, so also is the word of God, the spiritual water, is to a child of God. I don't like your amen. amen. And listen to me, church. The day you stop drinking the word of God, which is the spiritual water, that is when your spiritual supplies begins to dry up. The tree cannot do without water. That's why as you plant the tree, the tap root has no, does not waste its time like the fibrous root that is just branching all over the place. It's going down, 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 vertically down until the place it gets water. And that's why, brethren, if you are you're short, you're falling short of the word of God, I tell you, you will not survive the weather, the spiritual weather that you cannot avoid. Shout hallelujah, somebody. So no matter what a child of God is going through, it is the word of God that keeps him or her going. Amen? And that's why throughout scripture, you will hear phrases like this, and the word of God came to him saying, it doesn't matter what you are going through, sir, ma. It is the word of God that God will send to you. You will, you will hear phrases like, he sent his word and he led them of all their sicknesses and diseases. It is the word of God, the psalmist says, that dwells in you 
that keeps you away from sin. You say, thy word have I hid in my heart so that I will not sin against you. The importance of the word of God, which is the water of the Holy Spirit, cannot be overemphasized. Shout hallelujah, somebody. It is the word of God in you that determines the kind of Christian you are. It's not your big Bible. It is not that golden cross that still has Jesus hanging on it. That is not what determines is the amount of the word of God. That, listen to this. That's what the Bible says in Ephesians 3, verse 16 and 17. Ephesians 3, 16 and 17. It says that he would grant you. Listen to this. That he will grant you according to the riches of his glory. This God is so rich in glory. How? It says to be strengthened with might. How? By his spirit. Where? In the inner man. Inner. Not the inner man, not the outer man. Not the surface man. What do you mean, Paul, through the Holy Spirit says that Christ may dwell in you, in your heart rather, by faith, that ye, being taprooted, ye, being rooted and grounded in love, child of God, in order not to give up, in order not to throw in the towel in defeat, your inner man, your inner man, your inner man must be strengthened, rooted, that is taprooted and grounded in the love of Jesus Christ. And when you are so taprooted, <laughs> oh my God, it will be so difficult for you to throw in the towel. <laughs> that was what happened to Job. He said, though he slays me, I know. I know that my Redeemer liveth. It is the word of God in you that makes you make such a statement. It is not over for you. Give your neighbor a hard high five and say, hey, don't give up. It is not over for you. It will be difficult for you to leave Jesus. The Bible says in John chapter 6, you read the entire chapter. It says many of his disciples left him. Many. Not just listeners. Disciples left Jesus. And Peter, when he was asked, he said, where are we going? We are taprooted in the love of Jesus. We aren't going anywhere. It is not over for you. It is the word of God in you. Rooted in the word of God. Anchored in the word of God. When this happens, brethren, there is no situation that you cannot overcome. There is no mountain that you cannot climb. There is no door that you cannot open. Therefore, brethren, keep hopes alive. No matter what comes your way. Because at the end of the day, yours will be from setback to come back. That amen is so weak. I say at the end of the day, 
your story will be from setback to comeback. Let your amen sound like thunder. It is not over for you. For there is hope of a tree. Even when it is cut down, that it will grow again. <laughs> the elders will say, it is a problem to the one who cut the tree. Because the tree will sprout again. So he's speaking in that, he's speaking in tongues in one language. Igarue is speaking in tongues in the western part of Nigeria. Why are you looking at me like this? Hear me, church. Don't ever allow you to be in a position like ah. Whereby you begin to run down your life with your own mouth. Some people to express how they feel. They say, ah, I am finished. I am done for. How are you doing, sir? We are hanging up there. To them, that is an expression of how they feel. You will hang yourself. Don't be in that situation whereby you begin to run down your life. Don't be quick in ending what God is walking behind the scene for you. He's a supreme God. It's Jehovah El Shaddai. Let me be the one to tell you, God has emotions. You cannot worship God the way we did this morning. And God will just be looking. When he arises, your enemies will scatter. There is no true worship in spirit and in, 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 in spirit that is done away with. When you worship him in spirit and in truth, like I believe we did this morning, heavens, are, they've already, they are already standing. But they are waiting for you to talk to them. And we are going to do that. Look at your neighbor and say, are you ready to talk in the place of prayer? So please don't give up. Don't give up. Keep on keeping up. Uh, one, of, one of our sons, you know, my pastor and I, I don't think I was around. So he plays soccer. So the, the coach told them to come to one family house. They just want to recreate. Okay. So there was a swimming pool in that compound. So our little boy saw everybody, these little boys. And that's why if you have the opportunity, teach your children at least how to move small, small <laughs> inside the water. Don't be like, Pastor, I entered the swimming pool for the first time, I think two years ago or so, for the first time. Are you laughing with me or laughing at me? <laughs> but... I don't, I, hallelujah. But this water, this um, reverse woman, she has carried me to where water day. Water, hallelujah. So he saw people, this little boy jumping into the pool. So he just said, ah, who knows how he jumped? He just jumped in. 
But thank God there was a woman there that was watching this boy jump into the pool. So he was there. He wasn't coming out. So this woman told mommy later that, ah, she was saying in herself, inside, this boy can hold his bread. This boy can hold his bread. The boy was down there struggling and holding on. So this woman said, no, this holding on, this holding bread is getting too long. That's how she jumped in and brought him out. So uh, mommy asked him, what really happened? He said, while I was down there, I was struggling. I was, I won't give up. I was just struggling. He said, at the point I wanted to give up, that's when a hand grabbed him out. You cannot die unless when you give up. That sickness cannot overcome you unless when you give up. Your marriage cannot end until you give it up. It is not over. It is not over for you. It doesn't matter what the doctors are saying. Paul said, I am in a fixed whether to die or to remain alive. That means your dying depends on you. How? Psalm 91 verse 16, the last verse. He said, with long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. When you grab that scripture and say, God, if you are the supreme God, this is what your word said. You said, with long life, I am just 70. My longevity is when I turn 100. So I am not dying. And heavens will say, yes. God sent a message through Isaiah. And told the king that you are going to die. And the king said, go and tell that God, I am not dying. And God said, let us give him 15 more years because he refused to die. You are not dying. I say, you are not dying. Because it is not over for you. Small, small, small wahala in your marriage. You begin to talk like unbelievers. I'm heading for a divorce. It's a problem, no doubt. But don't end it with your mouth. Because what I hear you say, that's what I'm going to do. Some people are so discouraged. <laughs> the reason? They look at the prosperity of others. <laughs> See, we came to America the same time, the same month, the same day. No, you came to, you may come to America the same day, but every human being has his own track. I tell you. Every human being has his own track. The only time you begin to regret is when you entered on another person's track. That's the only time. If you maintain your track and you keep to the rule of the track, you'll get there. In fact, God will cause you to catch up with them and overtake them. Don't give up. The supreme God is behind you. And that's why I say, walk before me. Walk before me and be thou perfect. Because I'm behind you. Yes. 
when God is behind you? Say, surely goodness and mercy shall fall. Please don't ever engage yourself in such an unproductive way of life. Just comparing yourself with others. And you know the irony of it all, brothers and sisters. As you are comparing yourself with others, others want to be like you. Others are praying, I want to be like brother so and so. I want to be, and here you are, you're complaining. Listen to me. A negative mindset will never produce a positive lifestyle. Never allow your background to put your back on the ground. You know your pastor. You know his story by now. If you don't know his story, get the church latest magazine. I refuse to give up. And I refuse to complain. I even refuse to lay the blames on my parents that deserted me. As long as I, he said to him that is joined to the living. Ecclesiastes 9 verse 4. He said there is hope. And as long as you are still looking at me the way you are looking at me. There is hope sir. It is not over for you. Give the Lord a big clap and say John. It is not, it is not over. It is not over. Lives unexpected situations and conditions might have brought you this low. But listen to the word of God. Listen. In Proverbs 24, 16. Proverbs 24, 16. He said, for a just man, a sinner. Did he say a sinner? For a just man falleth how many times? And does what? And riseth up again. Don't cast away your confidence in God. Keep on believing. It's just a matter of time. Everything is going to be all right. It is not over for you. Ah, time, time, time. In, in, in the story in 2 Samuel 3 verse 1, is very important. 2 Samuel 3 verse 1. He says, and there was a long war between the house of Saul and the house of David. But, the house, but David worked stronger and stronger. And the house of Saul, his enemy, waxed weaker and weaker. I pray for you. This season, may God cause you to work stronger and stronger in the name of Jesus. May God cause the enemies of your soul to go weaker and weaker in the name of Jesus. 
that sickness will go weaker and weaker and weaker until it fades away in the name of Jesus. Let your amen sound like thunder. Now something happened in first at second Samuel chapter 8, the entire chapter. God gave David a resounding victory. If you read the entire chapter, he settled everyone, everyone, everyone. And the Bible says he, he placed his children in a very, in a very beautiful place. And regardless of what was going on in the family of Saul and David, David did something that was so gratifying. In 2 Samuel um, 9 verse 1, oh my, time, time. 2 Samuel 9 verse 1. And David said, regardless of his comfort, regardless of the victory, and David said, regardless of the war between him and the house of Saul, David said, is there yet any that is left in the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Stretch your hands towards the altar. I pray for you. Everyone under the sound of my voice. Everyone that is following this service in their different locations. I pray for you. May your destiny help remember you for goodness and mercy in the name of Jesus. I pray for you. May your children benefit from the good works which you have rendered and still rendering in the body of Christ in the name of Jesus. May your children receive help because you have been a helper. You have been a destiny helper. May your children also receive help in the name of Jesus. Let your amen sound like thunder. You may be seated. Then David was informed that his son Jonathan has a friend I has a son called Mephibosheth. David said, Jonathan, my friend, has a son. Where is he? His, his life is so loaded that he lives in Lodebar. And David said, go get him. In Mephibosheth's Hopeless living. Already resorted to faith. That his priestly lifestyle has ended. He was in Lodeba. Crippled by an accident of his nurse. So he woke up. And... You know, this how he, he woke up. All of a sudden, in gang, 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 gang. Yeah? Who did it? Who is that? He crawled to the door and opened the door. And messengers from King Saul were standing by the door. Are you from David? 
Are you Mephibosheth? Yes, I am. The king wants you in Jerusalem. He woke up hopeless. He woke up as usual. Cheated, dejected, banished in Lodeba. Forgotten, forsaken, forsaken. They have been they have forsaken him. His master's boy was now the master. The most important person in the land. He said, hey, don't waste time. The king's limo is outside. Air Force One is outside. No, there's Air Force One, Air Force Two. When the king here, I mean the president here wants is, is bring somebody. He does not use Air Force One, two to go get him or her. So, no, you don't do this. They carried him, and he sat down at the owner's corner. He showed up. He showed up from Lodeba to Jerusalem. You know, there are certain things that will happen. Say, so when the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, it's as though they were what? Dreaming. Can you imagine that ride from Lodeba? Everybody in Lodeba knew that the king's limousine showed up. So it's like, where is he going? He stopped at Mephibosheth's little heart. Okay, yeah, all right. And they saw him being carried in. It's like, that's how they were until showed up in Jerusalem. It wasn't a small trip. Can if you are the one, how will you be thinking? I believe he might be pinching himself. Mephibosheth, wake up, wake up. Wake up, wake up. He landed inside the palace. Can you imagine when he was, when he was coming in? Everybody, all the soldiers. Then he, he came into the palace. Guess what? In 2 Samuel 9 verse 8. David, there should be this, this thing. You should put a gadget so you can stop, stop at a point. Because the time is running. Somebody encourage the pastor. Say, pastor, go on, go on. <laughs> Second Samuel 9 verse 8. And he bowed himself and said, I, I'm not dreaming. No. What is thy servant that thou shouldest look upon such a dead dog as I am? This statement of Mephibosheth shows that he has resorted to faith. The storm of life reduced him not to a dog, but to a dead dog. 
But he has forgotten. Though he was crippled, living in Lodabar, he was still the grandson of the king of Israel. You can't take that away. That his father, Jonathan, was a good man. Sir, ma, please be good. Even if you don't want to be good, be good because of your children. Do you know, our biological children, when they attend the church for the first time, they don't, they just say their, they say their first name. They don't want to say their second name. Their last name. You say, because every eye will now be on them. Eh, eh, you are, you are this, eh, you are this. You are the daughter of the, you are. When they tell me inside of me, they sweet me like sugar. Because there are some last name people we hear. It's like, there's this man that was terrorizing people. He lives, uh, at that time it was, um, um, that's, that's West, that's, that was a West Germany, that, that kind of place. I don't know if you have heard somebody that comes out and says, this is my first name and my last name is that person's name. Have you heard it once? A good name is better than silver and gold. Leave a good name, sir. You may not have silver and gold. Leave a good name behind for your children. You may say, Jesus may come today, may come tomorrow. He may not come in our lifetime. Our children will be the one that will begin to benefit from the life we have lived. I will shoot past this time. This is the beauty of it all. This is the beauty of it all. Second Samuel 9, 9 and 10. Second Samuel 9, 9 and 10. No, after, I mean, the king did not even respond, whether you are a dead dog or you're not a dead dog, that you are the son of Jonathan, the grandson of my predecessor, King Saul. And the kings called Ziba, Saul's servant. Some say Ziba, some say Ziba. But there's a bad there. And he said unto him, I give unto thy master's son all that pertained to Saul and, all, and to all his house. Thou therefore, this is commander in chief, that, this guy that, that was sitting on everything that pertained to Mephibosheto, that is the person they are talking to now. Thou therefore and thy sons and thy servants shall till the land for him and thou shalt bring in the fruits that thy master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, thy master's son, shall eat bread always at my table. Now Ziba or Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. They all became the servants of Mephibosheth because it is not over and it will not be over for you. Divine increase and divine prominence came upon him. It doesn't matter what you are going through. You are going to overcome at last. Genesis 49, 19. God, a troop shall overcome him, but he shall overcome at last. You will overcome at last. 
clap those hands now and say John Mewa. John Mewa, we are praying now John Mewa. I shall overcome at last pray prayer pray prayer I shall overcome at last I shall overcome at last begin to pray for yourself call your name John Mewa. you shall overcome at last I shall overcome that sickness in my body I shall overcome that financial problems I shall overcome that delay in marriage I shall overcome that delay in childbearing. I shall overcome that delay in promotion. It is not over. Pray, prayer, brother. Pray, prayer. I shall overcome. I shall overcome. I shall overcome. Pray, prayer. I shall overcome. That sickness. I shall overcome. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Let your amen sound like thunder. Proverbs 24 16. Proverbs 24 16. He said, For a just man falleth seven times and he rises up again. It is not over for you, sir. It's not over. I say it is not over. I don't like your amen. amen. Clap your hands and say, Father, my background will never put my back to the ground. Prayer. My background will never put my back on the ground. Do I fall? I am coming back again. My marriage is coming back again. My business is flourishing again. My marriage is coming back again. My husband is coming back again. My wife is coming back again. I shall rise. I shall flourish. I shall be strong again. I shall be healthy again. I will surely, I will surely make it be. Begin to pray prayer. Begin to pray prayer. Pray for your husband, pray for your wife, pray for your children. It is not over. I am coming back again. My marriage is coming back again. My home is coming back again. My health is coming back again. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. I beg you, sir, ma, don't end what God has not ended. He's walking behind the scene on your behalf, sir. He's, the, the, those children, they may be doing what they are doing that is not even biblical. Just hold on. God is walking behind the scene. Amen. You may be trusting God for the fruit of the womb. Don't give up. God is walking behind the scene. Amen. You may be trusting God for life partner. Please keep on keeping on.
because it's a matter of time. Everything is going to be all right. Amen. You may trust in God for your immigration status. I tell you, there's a God who controls the heart of the kings and the princes. Amen. It doesn't matter the rules and the laws going on in our home country. Even in our motherland, there's a God when he arises, powers will scatter. There is hope for a tree, even though it's cut down. The reason, because the taproot is down inside the ground. And because you are rooted and grounded in the word of God, you are unmovable and you're unshakable. Therefore, church, be hopeful. And joyfully expecting a better tomorrow. Your present status should not be the determining factor. Therefore, don't end what God has not ended. Don't allow anyone to end your life by what they say to you. You know the reason? You are coming back again. I, I, I don't like your amen. <laughs> On this altar, I prophesy you are coming back again. You will shine again. I say you're coming back again. You will shine again. You will make it big again. Shall we rise? Shall we rise? Wave those hands and say, I will make it. I will make it. I will make it big. I will make it. I will make it big. I will make it. Come on, keep saying it. I will make it. I will make it. I will make it. I will make it. I will add a dance step. I will make it. Add a dance step. Add a dance step. Let's go.
Look up, church of God. Look up, church of God. Say there is no problem that befits you that is not happened to those in the world. Please don't allow anyone deceive you. Say if you want to live godly, you will go through tribulations. So this life, this world is full of trouble. But we can make it because of Jesus. It is not to him that will it. It's not to him that run it. It's not to him that knows how to pray. What if you pray and no answer? What will you do? Will you sue God? So please don't end what God is still working on. We are all work in progress. I tell you, there are times, mommy, pastor, and I, we don't feel like coming, feel like coming to church. But serving God is not about feeling, sir. Serving God is not about feeling, sir. Ma. We will stand up and we show up in church. See, pastor jumping all over the place. At times, there are things inside, but it has nothing to do because my taproot is the word of God. Say ye to the righteous, it shall be well. Isaiah 3 verse 10. So I know no matter, no matter what comes my way, I will make it. I am an example of that. I used to sleep on a tattered mat. You know my story. In a face me, a face me kind of kitchen. After everybody had slept, that's when my bedroom should be ready. See me today. King size bed. Not just ordinary, the Californian kind of king size. But let me tell you, those days are still in me. I can only sleep on one side. The reason? Because when we were living in just to one small room, anywhere your, your side touch, there's no room to turn. Because six of us, I lined up like, uh, is this sardine now? Like that. But immediate, floor, immediately we hit the ground, we don't go. So I sleep, I won't tell you the side. So if God can turn this life around, I tell you, there is no situation you cannot turn around. This man, you need to see my wife. So pretty. She's, yeah, she's not pretty. Abby? Abby? Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty. And she's not a baby. <laughs> See what the Lord has done. It is Him. See what the Lord has done. I waited for. Come to pass. 
That is going to be your song. Sing it out. Siwa. I've been trusting God for a wife, for a husband, for children, for promotion. What you are waiting for is going to come to pass. King David, after commanding Ziba, he and his children and servant walked back to Lodabar to take care of business. And the Bible said, Mephibosheth remained in the palace and sat down sat with the king's son. So when the king's sons are seated, no one eats because Mephibosheth has to until he sits down. Nobody eats. You know the reason? Jonathan. Jonathan. He started living in the palace. I've been in the palace as a rock. It is beautiful. At that time, now it will be more pretty. When Mephibosheth will be eating, see what the Lord. Hallelujah. bringing your babies to the altar. When you'll be holding your wife or your husband to go sign the dotted line. When you'll be going for your citizenship. When you'll be saying, Pastor, there's a brother, there's a brother, he's in church right now. He came to my office and he was sobbing and crying said I'm tired everything is nose diving I am that disqualified there is some cry you don't cry out I was crying inside and we prayed and God told him what to do he was barely making ends meet he came to my office not too long after that he brought white and white envelope not brown he said pastor God said I should sow this into your life by the time I opened it I said how can I take this from such a person but I took it and I prayed for him today as we speak he's an employer of labor there is no situation God can Mephibosheth was hopelessly banished to Lodibar until somebody that mattered remembered him. So it's not over, sir. 
It's not over, man. Don't end what God has not ended. See what the Lord Hallelujah. What you waited for. Proverbs 16, 7 and 8. Proverbs 16, 7 and 8. When a man's way pleased the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. The first step of pleasing the Lord is by accepting the gift he has given to humanity, and that is Jesus Christ. I still wonder how people make it without Jesus. It's frightening. It is when your ways please him that it will not be over for you. And the only way to please him or to start pleasing him is to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I did it May 1976, 47 years ago. And I did not regret it. And I know a lot of us, we have done that. But if you know you are in the house, that you are not pleasing God through Jesus. You know you are not pleasing God because you have not accepted Jesus. You are still living in fornication and adultery. You are still beating your wife. You are still maltreating your husband. You are not there for your children. How can you be a godly person and you are not there for your family? Jesus Christ that he may sanctify his own wife, the church. He suffered without the gate. He became poor so that his church can be rich. It's not doable, sir, ma, to please God outside of Jesus. So that's why I'm asking. All heads bow. If you know that you are not born again, you know you are still living in sin. You are still committing adultery and fornication. You are still living in lies. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. And for those of us that are born again, begin to pray, Lord, I don't want to forsake you because without you, I cannot do it. Help me. Begin to pray now. Help me, Lord. For those of us that needs to be born again, say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Save me. Cleanse me. Purge me. Remove every spot, every wrinkle, every blemish. Grant me the grace to live a holy life. For those of us who have prayed that prayer, I pray for you that the Holy Spirit will come into your heart, cleanse you, wash you from every spot, every wrinkle. And John chapter 1 verse 12 will be fulfilled in your life that he will grant you power to become the son and daughter of God. For those of us who are born again, I pray that God, regardless of what we are going through or been through, that will keep on keeping on because we are rooted and grounded in the love of Jesus. Father, keep all those that have accepted Jesus in holiness and righteousness. Those that are in their different homes worshiping you. Lord God, please save those that have just called upon you. So at the end of the day, your name and your name only will be glorified. 
keep us, Lord, to the end. In Jesus' holy name, we pray. Shake hand with your neighbor as you sit down. Say congratulations, congratulations, because it is not over for you. In Jesus' name.